grow their their communities their individual communities and then i've been a part of organizations that have also um, utilized my expertise to bring in women who have military service to you know to make their programs better and so it's always amazing to me as i sit and talk with folks that they have no historical relevance to my uh, expertise and on top of that they don't know that uh, the programs and services that they've been a part of uh, have some lineage from my legacy. And so what that shows me is that as a woman of color, uh, that one, um, I have to be vigilant in making sure that people are recognizing uh, my intellectual content. But it also lets me know that people have utilized my name, my picture, my my um intellectual content to get what they need and then move on without any recognition. And so I thought it would be interesting to come on this podcast and have a conversation about people using you as a ladder. Now, a lot of times when I say things, I think um, it's interesting that people come back to me and like, I heard what you said and it hit me like a brick. I couldn't even imagine using the language that you use to talk about my personal experience. But once you said it, it made absolute sense, you know? And so what I'm saying is you, everybody stood up on a ladder <laughs> pretty much at some point or another, either a stepping stool, if, if you didn't get on a ladder, but you used it, you put it, set it up, propped it up, stepped on it. And then once you were done, you folded it back up and you put it away because you've gotten everything you need from it. And so I'm finding in the veteran community um, and in the business world, even with some people, um, they benefit from the resources that you give them. They benefit from the information and tools, but they are reticent to let others know that, that uh, your expertise and your investment in their career, in their life, actually... Um, like again, like I said before, that there's a legacy, um, that, that, that there's a legacy and that they could not have gotten where they've gotten um, without your help. They could not have uh, had, you know, had you not intervened in one way or the other, there would be some missing ingredient to the product of their work. And so I'm, I'm laughing a little bit because it, it is um, amazing to me that I've had to have this conversation like continually in my career and it hasn't changed. And I don't know if people are getting into business that have no business savvy at all um, and or that they are, um, you know, pre being predictable and nefarious in their interactions from a business perspective. But I can say from an academic perspective, if you utilize the works of someone else, and call them your own, you would you would get your degree rescinded. You would be considered a plagiarist, which is a you know is, is punishable. Um, and from my perspective in the relationship to business, it has always been that way. If you if someone creates a work and you can prove that they basically stole it and called it their own, then you can pursue. Um, you know, you can litigate, you can pursue that uh, to, to file a, a, a claim in court for, uh, for that work. 
Um, in, in the nonprofit sector, I found that people feel like because you're doing uh, work in the pro bono space of, of, of giving your time and talent, that the use of your work should be free <laughs> and that it should be available to anybody if, up to and including if they want to take that work. And so um, I've had to have conversations with folks um, about how their, you know, their work ethic and the way that they are interacting within the community uh, at general about how they are interacting with the, in the community related to my personal work. And so as a coach, I'm just coming to you all as a, um, just to give you some insight because I think it's important that you know your work, whether you offer it to someone pro bono or you charge them a fee, they cannot take that work on any level, call it their own, have those benefits of saying that they did the work and present it as their own and charge people and make money off of it and and become get accolades in the community that you you service uh we've got to hold we got to hold folks at a higher standard we cannot you you cannot just let it go air quotes at some point especially if you're a person of color if you're a disabled worker and people are stealing your work and using you as a ladder to get to the next level at some point it's time to to tell them to cease and desist. Now, uh, in in the sector that I work in, um, people have an idea um, that's being perpetrated that I that I'm difficult to work with, and and I've worked with multiple organizations and multiple communities, and I've been supportive uh, across a sector of folks to make sure that, um, in particular, women, people of color, people with disabilities. Um, people of varying abilities, um, people who've been marginalized, um, have experienced assault, um, have criminal acts against them. Like I have, you know, given tens of thousands of hours of my time, my intellect um, to organizations to make sure that the appropriate services and resources were available to uh, to this the, these communities. And what I have found in an overwhelming uh, way is that many of the organizations and communities that I have been a part of um, have just used the, <laughs> the, my skills and abilities and never, um, you know, promoted that, you know, th that a generous grant, if you will, from the from my nonprofit or from me as a as a, as a philanthropist has been made now. These organizations have gone on to garner financial, tremendous financial support from organizations. They've gotten, uh, you know, backers and, and support from, you know, much more affluent and much more uh, supported organizations. And that, but, you know, again, these were because of my input and my expertise, I perceive, because if they didn't have it, if they had it before, then they would have gotten that before I had anything to do with them. So, um, and there may be some people who would say differently. I, I personally would like to put it before a judge and say, let's have a conversation at least about it. Um, you know, because I feel like as a woman, again, as a woman of color, as a disabled person, 
that people have literally used uh, my expertise and my insight and taking it and uh, made themselves uh, the purveyors of, of great, they've been colonizers to the, to that extent. And sometimes in, in, in the, in the extent that it, where I'm discussing, it's not even about white or black uh, or male or female. Cause I've seen, I've had it on multiple, multiple sides. What it is about though, is <clears throat> that uh, there's an, there's an idea that people can use you as a ladder when they need to get to the next level, they pop you open step on you a couple of rungs, get where they're going, and then cast, in their eyes, cast you away. Um, but for the sake of this podcast, I would say two different things. One, um, if, if and when people do that, just know you do not have to, in future opportunities, you're not beholden to that person. When they come back for some more content and for more information and more help, you have, you're perfectly within your rights to let them know, hey, it's been great working with you in the past. You did not quote me appropriately. You did not give people insight that uh, my work was your predecessor. And so um, unless that is going to change on all of your media and all of your work, I cannot in good conscience work with you going forward. Or you can say to that person, hey, it was great working with you. In the past, I did pro bono work with you. But due to the fact that you could not quote me or, you know, present the work as my work, now it's going to cost you to work with me. And I do not have the uh, in good conscience, I cannot work with you in, uh, without charging you a fee so that you recognize that an exchange has happened and that um, a professional exchange has happened and that you um, are, are purchasing um, content that has to be, you know, presented in a way that is people recognize that, <laughs> you know, uh, you're utilizing my information. And then the other way is just to say, no, thank you. I don't want to participate. And so those are kind of the, 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 you know, two kind of ways that you can just say, you know, no, thank you. I think the hard part, though, for most of us who are out in the community doing great, great things uh, in general, offering resources and services to people because uh, we want to see people do better. We want, you know, if you're in um, the performance industry of, you know, helping people through coaching or are through, you know, performance management or the analytics or any of those things. The reason you're in this industry at all is because you really want people to, to benefit from um, the information that you have, but also you want them to, to have positive effects that are measurable and that you can, that they can see and you can see, because it also helps you with your, you know, with credibility for your product. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Bridgette McCoy with Go Live Life Well, which is with exuberance, love, and laughter. The challenge, though, that comes from working with people who have a lack of integrity and has a and have a difficulty ethically is that 
when you sit in front of people that they know and have conversations saying, this is the work that I've done, these are the things that I've positioned, it's it's almost like a he said, she said thing, and you're having to re-represent yourself so that folks know that you are the originator of a product or a service that someone else has taken key concepts or key products from. Now, the way that you can solve all of that is you can go and get your 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 works, your your ideas, your concepts. <clears throat> you can get them copywritten or trademarked, depending on where they fall within the spectrum of of that work. Trademarking uh, certain key terms, uh, certain ideas or concepts. There's a way to to you know to make the decision. It'd be great to get a lawyer um, to help you do those things. I know that people say you can mail things to yourself and all of those things or send yourself an email. I think that those things are good in the interim so that you could prove to a trademark lawyer or copyright lawyer that you had the first instance of this thing or you were the first one to uh, professionalize it and or to make it um, a public thing. Uh, but as far as that being the only way that you make that happen, I, I would be reticent to tell anyone to do anything like that for a long-term process. I'm sure if you have videos of yourself saying things, like there are things that I have said, like uh, I, I created an, uh, a project called Interactive Veteran um, back in 2008 or 9 um, as a project. And so I've, I have video of that project. So if I ever decided to move forward with saying, you know, my idea was this project, um, I have coined certain phrases and people have repeated it. And so those phrases could be trademarked um, if I felt that there was a monetary uh, benefit to that. Um, there are uh, like, there have been songs that I've created and people have said, oh, well, that was my song. And I had to say, there's a thousand people who've created songs with those same lyrics. So in order for you to challenge me on that song, we'd have to go back and challenge people like Hall & Oates or Michael Jackson because those lyrics are the same lyrics. We've just rephrased them. No one owns a trademark of these these types of words. And so the challenge is for, for my listening audience, especially those of you who are in business, uh, or people coming up, creatives coming up with concepts, make sure that when you're utilizing your concepts and your ideas, that you're trademarking them, or that you at least consider the process of trademarking things, especially if you think that there will be some type of monetary benefit to them in the future. Uh, I have a cousin who is, you know, does music and you know, people sample music. And so, you know, 20, 30 years later, people are sampling his music. So, of course, it's good that he had it copywritten and he had, you know, he produced it and all of those things. So it's important that you don't allow the situation, learn from my mistake, don't allow the situation of people coming and using you as a ladder, taking your intellectual content and your uh, skills and abilities and crafting them in such a way for themselves to, to have financial benefit, monetary benefit, uh, you know, 
community benefit to make them a certain uh, credibility basing it off of yours. And when you find that people are doing that, it isn't, there is nothing wrong with you stating very clearly the fact, showing, as I like to say, hashtag receipts, and letting folks know that you are not a, a stepping stool for them to get from one uh, career opportunity to the next. Um, what I find in those interesting situations is that people who are creative, you create when you're just sitting, you know, having a good conversation. There are concepts and creations that happen 247. People who are not creators um, have to come to creators to get content. And so you, at some point you have to decide do I want to put myself in a situation that I am a creator and that anything that I say or anything that I do it can can be trademarked or copywritten or am I just doing this for fun and I, it doesn't matter to me? And so at some point you have to figure that out for yourself. That becomes your identity that you figure out for yourself. Nobody can tell you that, you know, people can suggest it and all of those things. But at some point you have to make the decision to to produce and create and make sure that it's appropriately um, registered with whatever agency that that particular work should be registered with so that when people are engaging with you, you're, you're not in a, in a situation that you feel uncomfortable just letting them know that that's a, that's a creative work and you have to pay for it. Um, now that being said, it's again, okay. If you want to be a philanthropist and you want to offer you know, give those offerings to our services to someone in support of a community that uh, is maybe lacking those resources. But make sure that the person that you're allowing to have that uh, is not taking it for their own benefit and saying that they're using it for a community. Because there are people who will say they're doing something for a community and they are not. Their whole goal is to take that content so that they can make money off of it, get in front of people who will pay them or, or hire them or uh, give them a resource or whatever, and then completely leave you out of the equation. And so uh, this whole conversation today is about making sure that you have the appropriate protection, um, the appropriate uh, registration, and that you're keeping track of your personal content that you're creating so that <clears throat> for future, for, you know, maybe you're not ready to do anything with it right now, but at some future point, you, you have the appropriate receipts or um, information to prove the credibility of the work is yours. I am deeply appreciative of the folks who gave into my life, who have supported me, who've sat down and helped me flesh out ideas. And I pretty much across a consistent basis, give honor to those those folks when um, I'm talking about any type of work that I'm doing that relates back to them. Um, and so the, I'm on record on film and TV, uh, in media chats and different things like that, saying these are the folks that help me understand this part of what I'm doing. Um, as I've developed as a uh, content creator, as a coach, and as a professional, um, 
related to, you know, lectures and keynoting, it has become very necessary to update the community at large and let them know that um, these this is where the line begins and ends with this work. Uh, so anyone dealing with technology or uh, tech-enabled spaces, uh, artificial or machine learning or any of those types of things would, you know, would know that there are very few veteran in the space, very, very few women in the space. And even in that conversation, we've had the, the ones who of us who are out in the community doing those things. It, it's, it's a very thin line of how well we're being promoted as the, as the women doing these things. And so the other part of this conversation is about promoting yourself. There's a way to promote yourself uh, that isn't cheesy, doesn't harm any anyone else's brand, but but presents very clearly for others the fact that you are the subject matter expert in that particular area of expertise, and that you are the go-to person. You don't always have to get up in front of people and say, "Well, they're stealing my work." <laughs> you can just present that your concepts, your ideas, and in your work. And show, again, the receipts of that you started this or that you created this or that you put this together and that you've been putting these types of things together for this amount of years. And then let people do the math. And so if I can encourage you for today, you know, this, take this and heed what I'm saying. Because we're getting ready to get into a major shift um, with regard to the appropriate history of women who are disabled and and people who are disabled and the appropriate history of people of color and the investments and in the community and how they've uh, been instrumental in moving products and services forward and how our labor has been um, basically siphoned out of us without the appropriate uh, pay and recognition and you know how that shift is getting ready to happen and how important it is for you to be ready to to stand up and say, you know, this is who I am, this is what I've been creating, and this is how, I, you know, I need to be recognized. And so if I can encourage you today to begin to bring all of those pieces together and um, in preparation for that shift, my hope is that this podcast would let you know that, um, one, networking is great. You can continue to network. Don't stop networking. However, be very aware that everyone that's in your network is not there to add value to you and or add value to the network. Some people are there only to to take what they can get so that they can get to the next level. But don't, um, let me not say don't, let's say be aware of that and make sure that you position yourself in a way that you're not um, in a space that you can be utilized and that if you see people doing that, that you call them out very quickly because you really don't want those types of people being in your part of your community um, of, of support, of peer networking, of, of networking at all. You want to drive out the folks who are creating those types of, of situations and so that you have a, a you know, a, a more of a situation where people are supporting each other and giving and not just taking. And so... This is, of course, uh, a little bit different from my previous podcast, but I really felt the need to bring this content 
uh, to you because of just because of some conversations that have taken place over the last three or four weeks. And so I uh, just want to make sure you know that. Um, I want to thank Heroes Media Group for hosting us on our, on our podcast on the platform. Uh, you may be listening to us on iTunes. You may be listening to us on Spotify or some other uh, platform. But I just want to make sure that you know that Heroes Media Group has supported us um, all the way through this process of our podcast and has allowed me the creative uh, the creative space to present this, this type of uh, service to the community that is a little bit different from the traditional podcast, but I feel it works for the type of proje- projects and products that I'm presenting in the community. So thank you for listening. It's amazing that you're here with me, and I definitely appreciate you coming to this space to hear what I have to say. And hopefully I'll get to hear your perspective on what I'm talking about so that we can continue to bring, you know, conversations that are going to nourish the soul. Go Live Life Well is about living life with exuberance, love, and laughter. Thank you so much for listening. This is Bridget McCoy, your host. Have a great day. It's time to go.